microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dazzling duo, Derek and myself, Mike. I guess to quote, uh, I can't remember the actor or the character name from 16 Candles, but what's a hopping hot stuff? <laughs> well, I'm hearing it's hot up there, so. It is. I'm melting. Schools are closing in Philadelphia. Instead of snow days, they're taking a heat day. <laughs> All because, ooh, it's hit 90 degrees. There was a little higher than that. Wimps. Well, the story I saw, the story I saw, schools were closing for the day because it was too hot because the temperature was like 90, 92 degrees. Oh, with the humidity, it's closer to 100. You know what? All the kids down here in Florida and all the kids back home in Louisiana, and I know all the kids in Texas are going, (laughs) wimps. Okay, we'll see how it is when it's wintertime and you guys can't handle the snow. Oh, I'll tell you, down here, once it hits 60, winter jackets start coming out. <laughs> Wimps. <laughs> I agree. Me? I might be, I might start layering up, but I'm still in shorts. <laughs> I am one of those weirdos. Hey, I'm sitting right here. So, uh, check out the website, weebygeeks.net. Down the right-hand side is our affiliates. Um, check them out. Supporting them helps support us. Also, too, coming this Labor Day, uh, Friday's what? The 31st. Friday the 31st, our store is launching with the hockey jerseys, baseball jerseys, hats of many colors. So there'll be a yellow hat, I'm sure, black, gray, blue, stretch fit, Velcro back, um, T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, women's apparel. All right there with our logo, Weeby Geeks logo, Wookie Radio logos. It's all going to be right there available for you. And this opening weekend's going to be on sale, too. We're going to be launching with a sale. Ooh. Ooh. So check them out. We'll keep following us. Announcements going to be coming across. Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radios, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, maybe if he could be prodded some, maybe we get some Keepers of the Fringe merchandise We're going. considering it. Maybe we get uh, some New England Society of Geeks merchandise. Possibly. Or maybe just something that says Falcons Lounge. NESOG presents mm. Falcons Lounge, a Falcons Lounge t-shirt. Mm, interesting. Look good on a sweatshirt, too. Mm. So maybe if we don't do hockey and baseball jerseys for Falcons Lounge, we can at least have the other stuff. Mm, possibly. And unlike <clears throat> and unlike T Public, this could be on performance wear as well, I'm sure. Hmm. So a nice little wickwear t-shirt for like when you're mowing the lawn, <laughs> listening to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who does that. Um, but yeah, just that hopefully we'll get Ken on board with, uh, DC superpowers. I mean, our, our T public store is still going to be up for, for the novelty stuff, but I think I'm going to pull the logo stuff off of T public and just leave it for our novelty stuff. Like pork, it's what's for dinner. Mm-hmm. 
like our Peter Quill shirt parody <laughs> with Mighty Marvel Geeks and Weeby Geeks, which I'm taking that from what I did with, with that shirt for Weeby Geeks. I went back and colorized the logo. I think that's going to be the network logo, which is mm. going to look cool because I'm afraid to change our, the actual Weeby Geeks logo. I like <laughs> I like our plus sign on there. I just don't know what I would change it to. The word mark's not, the word mark's not going anywhere. I like the word mark. Yeah. Especially with the, the word B backwards. Oh, yeah. Which I guess now is definitely an homage to Toys R Us, which is <laughs> oh, how, yeah. which is how the name came about. Well, you know, there's a Toys R Us. Well, we be geeks, and my and Ken, my original co-host, like, yeah, that works. <laughs> Paraphrasing, but that's kind of how it went down because we were almost the Kapow cast. <laughs> Because the person who was supposed to be the third always says Kapow. <laughs> so we almost became the Kapow cast. Catchy name, but I'm sure it exists out there somewhere. Probably. But Weeby Geeks, it's catchy. Except for when people read it the first time. Webby Geeks. No, Weeby Geeks. Webby oh. Geeks. <laughs> so speaking of web, uh, Bob Iger had a nice little uh, to do this week. Uh, you're going, who's Bob Iger? Um, well, technically, he's my boss, ultimate boss. Actually, I hope they're not going, Bob, who's Bob Iger? I hope they would know who Bob Iger is by now. <laughs> well, yeah, after the Fox deal. Um, Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, um, has given us the name of what the Disney streaming service is going to be called, and it's going to be called Disney Play. Where Disney at, Play. Well, I'll tell you, there was a group who was going to do something kind of similar, um, but have like podcast and, and a bunch of videos that they were going to do for their stuff, and they were going to call it Disflix. Oh, yeah. And it was almost going to be like a streaming type service that they were going to do. Um, hmm. Problem they ran into was too much of a conflict with Netflix with the name. Right. And two, I don't think they had any rights to stream what they were going to stream that was not their own original content. And sorry, half of what they were going to show, I'm not paying for it anyway, not when it's all on YouTube. Mm. But getting back to this, um, Iger called the launch of the streaming service the biggest priority of the company during the calendar year 2019. Uh, wouldn't finalizing the sale of Fox also be the other major priority? Maybe something that's a little bigger? Nah, they got uh, that in the bag. <laughs> so as most people are calling this, the Netflix killing Disney play aims to tap into the same consumer market at um, streaming business model as refined by current giant Netflix. Um, and, and it was a motivation that was at the heart of the multi-billion dollar bidding war between Disney and Comcast over who would lay claim to 21st Century Fox's expansive library of diversive content. Of course, with the $71.3 billion knockout, uh, Disney won that. You know, here... Here's my thing. Could we get an aliens streaming show? I mean, it's in the realm of possibility, but it is. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to want to do go that way. Are we going to get Fox Plus or FX Plus eventually phasing out and being moved over to Disney? Possibly. Or or does it stay as a sort of like the Disney Disney Now app of these are the shows that are currently on that we're supporting for the on-demand aspect. Mm. And then once they leave here, they're going to go to the streaming service, to Disney Play. So um, in no longer providing content to Netflix, 
Netflix, instead reserving their biggest blockbusters for streaming on their own platform, Disney's going to miss out on roughly $300 million in annual revenue it currently earns from Netflix and pay TV rights. Um, yeah, they'll make it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, trust me. I think so. Trust me, they'll make it up. Just food and wine alone. <laughs> At Epcot mm-hmm. in the first month, it's going to be half of that. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, kidding. But there are a lot of drunks out there. Um, <laughs> Disney, who has long streamed blockbusters like Captain America Civil War, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and, um, that's going to end with Ant-Man and Wasp. So when that comes out, it's, that's going to end on Netflix. Uh, Captain Marvel, which comes out this March, will be the first Marvel Studios production offered through Disney Play. So we're talking at least... Summer, if not Labor Day launch, maybe. Mm, maybe that would be ideal. Hey, it's a holiday weekend. Come, yeah, and really. Come binge with us. Um, of course, other projects posed to be box office hits in 2019 are uh, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, and the live-action reimaginings of Lion King, Aladdin, and Dumbo will also act as selling points for the service. Hmm. The studio has already announced as well a live-action Lady and the Tramp and John Favreau, Fava Beans, live-action Star Wars television series to the tune of $100 million for a 10-episode run. That's going to be good. Also headed to Disney Play, as long as we keep pushing it and we set it over on Wookiee Radio, hashtag Lars Homestead series. Oh, yeah. Starring Bonnie Peace. As she was a lot Emperor. of fun to talk to. She was awesome. We need to keep pushing that hashtag, Lars Homestead series. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Uh, also heading to Disney Play will be some of Disney's biggest IPs, including um, a new TV series based on Monsters, Inc., and um, an all-new Marvel series, and tween favorite high school musical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm. um, well, you know. They got to have something for the younger crowd, I guess. Yes. Oh, my daughter loves it. Even though it's before her time, she still she still loves it. <laughs> um, Disney's still going to adhere to the quality over quantity um, with Disney Play so as not to compete with Netflix's ever-expanding offerings of original movies and TV shows. Um, so, you know, with Disney, that's a big thing. Quality is always first. It's always about show quality. It's one of the things right. they, they preach to us at in the parks. Uh, the company will also avoid pulling Disney-owned and Fox-owned content from existing streaming video on demand and international licensing deals because such a move would be logistically difficult and extremely costly. So that means that the uh, Netflix Marvel shows will probably not change. Uh, probably not. But I don't think they'll do any more seasons. So whatever know, they might. So whatever they, they won't be having any new characters. No, anything new like oh, Midnight Suns. Mm. We'll go to the. We'll go to Disney Play. Blade. I would love to see that a Midnight Sun show. Oh yeah, it's that West Coast. Heck, let's let's with as popular as the West Coast Avengers comic has been. I'm hearing it's selling out almost everywhere. Let's just go ahead and take this cast. Bring, um, what's his name? Who plays Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. Yes. And do did, do a 10-episode West Coast Avengers series. Would you have Kate Bishop? You have America. You have Gwynpole. Bring them all in. Make it make it that late teen tween series. Well, if they thing. were going to do that, I'd rather see them bring in champions. 
why not go ahead and bring in champions too? And then once a year, do Avengers Arena. <laughs> um, it was also uh, earlier this month, earlier this August, um, it was learned that Disney hoped to reacquire the television rights to the Star Wars movies after those rights, um, after selling those rights to AT&T, Time Warner, or Turner Broadcasting uh, in an eight-year deal, allowing movies like Empire and Last Jedi to air on TBS and TNT, um, but that kind of fell through. Right. Um, and then, you know, in addition to being the home of new original content, um, they're going to be, <laughs> well, play, Disney Play will host a large back catalog of its own content from Marvel and Pixar and Disney and the aqua- newly acquired treasure, treasure trove of the 21st Century Fox properties. So, yes, Simpsons could be coming to Disney Play. So I'm already sold on this. I'm I'm definitely doing it. The Disney one. Oh yeah, Star like, Wars like and Marvel the, alone. The DC one. I'm still I'm, uh, not totally excited about yet. But this one, I'm oh, I'm definitely doing it. Let's see. My paycheck. Thanks you. <laughs> okay. My paycheck will never see any of this money. True. Uh, Most yeah. of my money comes from the parks, but the company appreciates your business. Mm-hmm. So sticking with Marvel, though. Yes, let's take a little swing into our next story, shall we? Uh-huh. Ah, so uh, I saw what you hmm? did there. Yeah. So that got me all tingly. <laughs> I guess you're sensing something. Huh? So let me start by saying this. Nine days. <laughs> that is nine days until the Spider-Man game finally comes out. And as some of you may know, I have been anxiously waiting for this game to come out ever since I first learned about it years ago. It is one of the reasons I got a PlayStation 4. And I am so excited that it's finally coming. I can't wait. But recently. I don't think you're excited hmm? enough. Yeah. Well, I'm holding it back. Believe me. Um, So recently on the PlayStation blog, um, there was a posting from James Stevenson, the community director at Insomniac Games, in which he talked about some of the DLC that will be coming out uh, after the game. So the DLC is going to be called uh, Spider-Man, the city that never sleeps. And it's going to have three installments. Uh, The first one is going to be called Spider-Man the Heist. And it comes out on October 23rd. And uh, basically... So the city that never sleeps is going to kind of center around uh, Felicia Hardy, the black cat. So the heist is, uh, it says basically as you play the base game, you realize that Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the black cat, is back in town and she's leaving clues around town to toy with Spider-Man. In Spider-Man the Heist, she finally reveals herself. It has, So the, this has new missions and challenges, as well as a new brand new faction of enemies and three additional suits to unlock. Ooh. Yes. So, the as I said, October 23rd, the heist comes out. Then in November, uh, Spider-Man Turf Wars come out, comes out. And then in December... Spider-Man Silver Lining comes out. So you'll get, you'll get the main Spider-Man game in September uh, in nine days. Then uh-huh. in October, in October you'll get the heist, the first of the DLC. And then in November, and then in December, you'll get the next ones. Now, when, so, when was the 
the first one coming out? October 23rd. And the game comes out when? Nine days. Nine days. September 7th. Um, so you can actually already buy all three installments of the DLC, Spider-Man, The City That Never Sleeps, for a bundle price of $24.99, or you can get individually get uh, each of the three installments for $9.99. It's not bad. Uh, upon their respective individual releases. Yeah, not bad. So right now you can buy the whole thing or you can wait and buy them one at a time. Buy the whole thing for 25 bucks. buy them one at a time for 10 bucks each. Uh, so they all feature new story missions, challenges, and new suits, which is always part of the fun of the Spider-Man games is getting different suits and stuff. Um, and if you haven't pre-ordered the game yet, which I have already, so this I'm out of this one, but uh, you can grab the Digital Deluxe Edition, which gives you the full game plus all three installments of The City That Never Sleeps for just $79.99. And if you pre-order the Digital Deluxe Edition, you'll also receive the pre-order bonus content, including a one-of-a-kind physical Spidey pin. Well, let me ask this question. Could you upgrade to this? And, and, uh, still, and still get the Iron Spider suit from Avengers Infinity War and this pen? I don't know. It doesn't actually say anywhere about that. I would contact who you pre-ordered from to see if you could. Well, I'm actually, I, I, I already uh, pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition. So uh, with the, the Collector's Edition, I should say. So it's got more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So also, in addition, for those who are attending PAX Prime in Seattle, uh, ooh, the Spider-Man game will be playable in the exhibit hall. So you can go hands-on before the game comes out. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So so that's what? This go. weekend? Yes. It's PAX? This weekend, yep. Mm-hmm. So we got, we got PAX going on, PAX West. Yep. We got FX Canada going on this weekend. Oh, oh. And Dragon Con. Wow. Big weekend. There should be some big stories coming out. <laughs> Unfortunately, with all of those, the only one that should have stories coming out would be Dragon Con. Mm. And for whatever reason, I don't see them being like they like they used to be. But if you are at Dragon Con, go check out Jeff from uh, Super Geeked Up. He's going to be there doing quite a bit of work. Mm, nice. So... Um, you know, I, I'm going to make a push to get this show out the day after we record. We usually record Wednesday night, so I'm going to get this out on Thursday. Um, that way people, that way you, the listener has a chance by Friday 31st to get in on this and good friend of mine who, who runs and owns geekscape.net. Uh, he, he's also, he's written a couple of Miami, I think it was a couple of Miami Vice comics. Um, he, <laughs> I didn't know there were Miami Vice comics. I don't remember who, who he wrote them for, but he's also done, uh, he's an independent filmmaker as well. Uh, he is involved in a project with, uh, actress, producer, um, uh, trying to get, trying to get my, she's creator, actress, act, she's a, a creator, actress, writer, producer, uh, and it's their project called Stalking LeVar. 
It's a story hmm. of a woman finding her independence while grieving the loss of her father. Uh, Heidi Cousins is on the case of friends and friends and family book tour alone to share her memoir, Stalking LeVar. After feeling accomplished, she realizes that she's still in search of everything. Will she find it? Uh, check out our Twitter for a link to to their crowdsourcing. Uh, it's on Seed and Spark. So go support them and and uh, help them out. Uh, your your cast and crew is you got Jonathan London is the director. Uh, Heidi Cox is the creator. Um, you got Casey Roth, co-producer and post-production supervisor, and she was involved in, she's been involved in Vanderpump Rules and Cupcake Wars. Really? Um, Fawn H. Davis is co-producer, and he's done something with Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars. I don't know exactly what, so... Maybe you could look that up real quick as I'm going through the rest of this. It's F-O-N space H Davis. He's also been involved with uh, BattleBots as well. You have uh, Stephanie Pressman, who's an actress and co-producer, and she's been involved with uh, FashionablyNerdy.com, the show that's still not, the show that shall not be named, um... You got James Chayinsi, who was co-producer on Angel and Freaks and Geeks. Cooper Barnes, who was an actor on uh, Henry Danger and Frog Island. Uh, Eugene Beard, or Bird. <laughs> Eugene Bird was on Bones and Arrow. That actually sounds like an interesting title when you put it that way, Bones and Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ross Guberman. I'm not sure what he's been involved with. Uh, Jonathan London's brother, Paul London, uh, which is from Jonathan's little project called Paul London, Hero of the Prophecy. Uh, But you can also see him on Lucha Underground as the head of the Rabbit Tribe, which, yes, I know because I watched the show. Oh, yeah. Remember, Martin Casale, Marty the Moth, was on the show, was on on Weeby Geeks. Oh, right. He's on there, which I haven't seen him much this season so far. I want more Marty. Uh, Liz Stewart is on here. Uh, what she's known as uh, from Frog Island. I need to know what this Frog Island is. And, Frog uh, Island. And, Liz, and then she had a comedy special that comes out next month called Liz Stewart. I'm crowning. And then you have Jennifer Winger, W-E-N-G-E-R, who is an actress as well. And I guess she's known for a Wonder Woman cosplay. Um, Fawn, by the way, did the was uh, one of the heads of the visual effects in Guardians. Okay, what about Star Wars? The uh, same thing. He was in the visual effects. Sweet. Still, I mean, great lineup. I mean, for a small independent like this, it's a heck of a lineup. Oh yeah. So, um, very respectful. I, I think that's cool. Very much so. But um, what's also cool is if you can smell what The Rock is cooking, it is definitely the Black Adam movie. Oh, yes. It is coming. Um, he was supposed to make his debut in Shazam, but those plans changed. And we'll get to that shortly. Um, but there are there are some concrete signs of movement even as Johnson's schedule fills up, which is leading to the question about its future. However, Hiram Garcia confirms Black Adam is definitely happening. Uh, we're actually very deep into a script on it right now, which is coming along really well. Uh, he tells good, good. tells Collider, uh, or Collider, God, <laughs> oh, Collider too. Uh, we're going to strain stories. 
Um, there you go. Or strain reading the stories, whichever comes first. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited with the story we've crafted. Look, I've always been a huge comic book fan. I've always had this dream. Always wanted to, you know, you kind of have like these goals of like one day I'd love to to bark like a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of these goals of like one day I'd love to be able to do this and this and make a and making a superhero movie was definitely always one of my dreams. For the longest time, you know, you kind of have this living superhero in Dwayne Johnson. So I always tried figuring out what's the perfect character that will, will kind of fit him and his look and his build and his edge and his kind of edge and attitude he's got. No, Edge is a different wrestler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they are both from the Attitude Era. Uh, True. So, um, so I mean, is it semi-typecast since Dwayne did play the Scorpion King? Hmm. Could be. Could be. Um, but no release date's been announced, but it could, it, it has been suggested that Black Adam could begin production in late 2019. Oh, wow. So, so there, but I want to know why The Rock is not in Shazam. Well, let's delve into that, shall we? Yes, we shall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) So, as you you mentioned, uh, the the Black Adam was originally going to debut in the Shazam movie. But, of course, things have changed as he's now going to debut in his own movie. And uh, recently we kind of found out why. And uh, Colander, or Collider if you prefer, <laughs> uh, they, were, they were talking to... <laughs> they were talking to Hiram Garcia, uh, as you said, uh, about the Black Adam. And uh, another thing that he had to say about why Black Adam was not going to be in the Shazam movie <clears throat> is... And I quote, so as we were developing an actual Black Adam and Shazam movie, we were just realizing that both characters are so special that we didn't want to compromise either of them by cramming them both into the same movie. So that's why we made the decision to let Shazam have his own standalone movie and kind of launch him properly. And then we'll do the same for Black Adam. And so that kind of really freed things up. It allowed us to develop the right version of both. Uh, So he also said, especially when he's not a Boy Scout, uh, oh, he's talking about Black Adam not being so soft. He said, especially when he's not a Boy Scout, especially when he's got edge to him. Uh Again, it's just anyway, (laughs) (laughs) like like he's not the Boy Scout superhero. He's the guy that's like, okay, you cross him while I rip your head off and then I move on to the next guy. And uh, and then he said on the status of the script for the film, he said, so where we are now with Black Adam is we just got our latest script from Adam Zykiel. That's a weird S-Z-T-Y-K-I-E-L. So pronounce that however you want. Uh, We're doing some revisions on it. We're extremely excited about it. The studio is very excited about it. And I'm telling you, man, as a comic book fan, When this thing comes out, it is going to be amazing. This is the fanboy in me talking to you. It's going to deliver on the goods of everything you'd want to see Black Adam do. He's going to be doing in this film. So there you go. So Shazam is coming out April 5th of 2019 and Black Adam sometime later. 
Well, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Mm-hmm. So was Gomer Pyle have turned into Shazam, gone out of Shazam, turned back into Shazam? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Well, that was one of those moments <clears throat> where you just wanted to know, ask. Want to know more? And we did. Oh. <laughs> but unfortunate news. Uh, I need to sit down and prepare for this. It's it's ironic that that takes so long, considering who you're talking about. The Flush movie is still happening. I mean, the Flash movie is still happening. (laughs) But filming is on hold till until 2019. You don't say. I say. It says so in the title. At least that's what the Iris <laughs> Iris West actor says. Uh-huh. Percy Clemens says that while Warner Brothers planned The Flush is still alive, it won't be filming until at least 2019. Possibly uh-huh. later. <sighs> wow. Jane, they must have gotten James Cameron to do this. <laughs> um. Is that the show title? James Cameron doing uh, directing The Flash or The Flush? <laughs> sure, why not? Um, that's it for now until we find something better. Um, so during Tuesday's Power of Young Hollywood event, uh, Clemens, uh, who's playing Wes, was asked about the film uh, by Variety. And she said, yes, the film was on hold. Uh, her quote, yes, what I'll say is that Warner Brothers gets to approve every job that I do, and so far, I'm not doing The Flash for the rest of the year. We know that. I'm doing other things, but let's hope for 2019. Hmm. There is no announced release date yet for... So, of course, the way it truly sounds there at Warner Brothers is more like this. Lom say say uniki. I've had days like that. <laughs> there is a fine line. <laughs> so I'm sure they're now saying stop mocking me nope <laughs> I think that's the most sound drops I've done in an episode in a long while <laughs> all at once is. Yeah, we're on a roll <laughs> there was a radio personality that would do that I'm like butter I'm on a roll would be her sign off <laughs> I'm like, I'm like butter, baby. I'm on a roll. <clears throat> sure. I'm going to have to find that sound drop of her doing that to put on the show. <laughs> so is this live? <laughs> so, uh, moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. You all set there? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Last week, you may recall us discussing a little bit about the big crossover in CW uh, Arrowverse this year, and we you might have you might remember that we mentioned a little bit about uh, Superman and showing up and bringing along with him uh, Lois Lane. Well, 
looks like we have a little breakdown uh, of Lois Lane's appearance and including which episodes she's actually going to appear in. So as soon as the stupid site unfreezes, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, here we go. Nope, that's a whole different... Ah, there we go. Okay, so, uh, Lois Lane, described as a tenacious and stubborn reporter, uh, is being cast, uh, and the producers are looking for a Caucasian woman in her early 30s. Uh, she's the daughter of General Sam Lane, as in the comics, and presumably got in, in presumably inherited her tenacity from him. Uh, and the breakdown from that hashtag show reveals that the character is going to appear in Supergirl and the Flash episodes of the crossover, but not in the Arrowverse. I mean, the Arrow episode. Excuse me. Uh, so Jenna Dewan uh, was previously has previously played Lu- Lucy Lane, Lois's younger sister in Supergirl. Uh, however, the interesting thing is Jenna Dewan is herself is 37 years old, which makes it odd that the producers are looking to cast someone in their early 30s for Lois, who is the older sister of Lucy Lane, who is played by a 37 year old actress. But in her defense, she. She really doesn't look like she's 30, so they could probably play it off like she's just a year or two older. Uh, but most likely, they won't even deal with Lois's sister, so probably not anything that has to be worried about. Uh, of course, Lois Lane is an iconic role. has been portrayed by many different actresses, actresses throughout the years, uh, such as Terry Hatcher, Kate Bosworth and Amy, even Amy Adams, who was in the DCEU movies. And of course, uh, Margot Kidder, who could forget that. So there you go. So they're still casting, but she's going to only be in the Supergirl and Flash episodes, interestingly enough, and not in the Arrow episode, which if I recall, the Arrow one was going to be in the middle of the crossover, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And and so that'll be interesting to see that. That makes me wonder if Super- No, they said Superman was going to be in all the episodes, I think. I thought so. I thought so too, but Lois Lane's only going to be in two of them. Okay. But it's kind of cool that they have her at all actually, so it's going to be a big crossover this year. Yeah, it is. Even without uh even without Legends, it's still going to be a good size crossover. Yeah, exactly. So, well, if you've paid your taxes, you're in good shape. If you haven't paid your taxes, you may be Al Sharpton or Wesley Snipes. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Wesley Snipes took care of all that. I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, but Wesley Snipes has has uh he he's he conf- he's come out and confirmed there's ongoing discussions with Marvel about future Blade projects. Ooh, I like it. So, um, many consider 2000's X-Men as a superhero film that launched the current comic book renaissance, though that film was largely made possible by 1998's Blade, which allowed another one of Marvel's less recognizable heroes to face off against the living undead. Um, Wesley Snipes has recently detailed what the future could hold for the character, whether he reprises the role or a newcomer takes over. Could we do like a Blade Chronicles type thing? Sort of like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Yeah, that would make sense. 
Could be a Netflix, could be a Disney Play series. Could be. So I would he, like to see more Blade. See him introduce the episode to, uh, you remember when I did this? And then flashback to that. <laughs> um, there are a lot of conversations going on right now, and we're very blessed to have had the enthusiasm and interest in something coming from that world again, Snipe shared with Vice. Uh, we've created two projects that fit perfectly into this world, and when people see them, I think they're, they're only going to have a problem with deciding which one they love the most. So it sounds like he's going to be involved in the production side of things, no matter what. Cool. Um, he added all the main execs at Marvel and my team. We've been discussing for the past two years. Everyone's enthusiastic about it. Everybody gets it, but they got a business to run and they got to square things and they got to figure out before they could get to it. I guess in the meantime, we got a business to run and our own slate of things to do. So um, despite previous films, what the previous films did in the horror corner for Marvel, it's not promise the next time you see something in the blade universe mark my words what we did before is child's play compared to what we could do now mm. that makes me feel good indeed um with the blade franchise kicking off before the creation of the marvel cinematic universe um the character has fallen into a number of legal disputes over which the studio has the rights to develop the character or over which over which studio has the rights to develop the character and whether a project will be pursued for a film or a tv project whichever path blade takes to come comes back to life snipes noted how difficult it would be to find a new performer to fully deliver what audience ex expected from the character uh, there's a lot of pieces that have come together. I mean, wow, who's that guy? Snipes pondered, and the and the one that can <laughs> that can overcome everybody's preconceived idea of who Blade is supposed to be. Skill wise, there's not a lot of guys out there that dance, that do the martial arts, that act well, and that can have the, that Blade flavor. Not a lot of chocolate guys out there. That's his quote. That's his <laughs> quote. If you don't believe me, go check this out on comicbook.com. Maybe we need to put this link in the show notes so people so people can believe me. Um, if they're gonna go chocolate, if they're gonna go chocolate, if they're gonna go vanilla, eh, I don't know. Non traditional casting, I'm with it. I've been a beneficiary beneficiary of it. I don't know if it would be a, be good for marketing, but you never know. So yeah, it's a tough one, and they gotta be in shape and have some sex appeal. Blanking Blade has some sex appeal. Maybe you know somebody I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I would say Michael B. Jordan, but he's already done Killmonger. What's, you're not going to bring him back for this. Yeah. Um, however, a new Blade project comes together. Fans are like are likely to be ecstatic as passions for the character has only grown since Snipes brought the character to life two decades ago. Um, so comicbook.com ends this with the question, um, would a movie or TV series be a better fit? Uh, do we want to see Snipes return? If not, who else would we cast? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I almost want to see this TV. Disney. Yeah. Disney play. I would like to see that. Yeah. Who to cast though? Why not steal the guy from Supergirl who plays Guardian? Hmm. Hmm. Or, or Diggle from Arrow. Hmm. Yeah, actually, those are both good choices. I'm just trying to think who to get from outside of any superhero project that's already been done. I know. <laughs> Every, I, there's a couple of people that have popped in my head, but they're already doing stuff. So I'm like, oh, nope, never mind. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't think of anyone. 
who who would who would have the chops? Like you said, who's out there that's known for the martial arts? Yeah. Uh mm. Rampage. He played BA in in uh yeah. the eighteen movie. Could he pull it off? He, yeah, he might be able to. He seems a little big for the role, but eh, it could work. Have you seen any of the animated cartoons? They got him pretty buff. Mm. I mean, do we want to go with a skinny guy? No, I suppose not. So, yeah, I I wouldn't know. I mean, we had a couple ideas, but here we go. Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, that would be a thrill. <laughs> In fact, uh, for those who might not know, as of the as of this recording, the day we are recording is actually Michael Jackson's birthday. And he would have been 60 years old today, believe it or not. So for uh, to celebrate that. Um, it was announced earlier today via the uh, Associated Press that the Singer's Estate and IMAX theaters are partnering to digitally remaster Michael Jackson's thriller in 3D, in IMAX 3D for the first time. Uh, so this, the special presentation of the video will run for one week only beginning September 21st, ahead of showings of The House with a Clock in Its Walls, uh, the Jack Black, new Jack Black movie coming out. Uh, and I remember as a kid, I used to love the Thriller video. Uh, we had a VHS tape of the video that also had the making of the video, and I used to watch it all the time. Um, and the video, the album was originally released in 1983, and the the video, uh, excuse me, the video, Thriller video was released in 1983, and it was a completely unique viz- music video at the time. It was a 14-minute runtime directed by John Landis, who had recently directed the feature-length horror film An American Werewolf in London. Yep. And and the video Thriller was more of a short film than a traditional music video. Uh, it, it was even paired with screenings of Disney's Fantasia in order to qualify for a short subject film Academy Award, although it wasn't ultimately it was not nominated. The 3D version of Thriller was was first shown at the 74th Venice Film Festival in 2017. Uh, And according to the press release uh, regarding the IMAX presentation, Landis was brought in to supervise the conversion of Thriller from original 35mm film negative to 3D, ensuring that the film was not re-edited or recut in any way. The audio for the film, including music and sound effects, were also adapted for higher quality. Uh, it was the final video from Jackson's 1982 album, Thriller, and it has had a lasting cultural impact. In fact, in 2009, it was inducted into the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress, and that was the first mu- music video to ever receive such an honor. Uh, it is often considered the most famous music video of all time, and some consider it to be the most influential music video of all time. It's also been credited with helping break down racial barriers as the video was played in heavy rotation on MTV, which had a reputation at the time for playing videos mostly from white performers. And, uh, of course, Michael Jackson died in June of 2009. So there you go. You can... Uh, 
relive a moment from your past and go see the video in IMAX 3D. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I remember when they brought um, brought back Captain EO when he passed. Oh, yes. I remember that one. So I saw that as a kid. Um, so, yeah, I I was there shortly. I went and saw it shortly after it opened, reopened. Oh, yeah? Yep. I thought I had that here. I don't. <laughs> um, but, no, I remember when Thriller used to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. It was huge back I mean, in the day. W- w- they, would, they would hype it for the week. And it's like, okay, so... And they made sure, at least for Central Time, people got home in time to see it, to play it. Mm. And I think they played it, what, once an hour for after it released? <laughs> Probably something like that, yeah. And it was the entire yeah, they, the entire 14-minute thing. Yeah. And it was so... It, it was a really good video. Yeah. And it was so cool when, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um... When when you hear Vincent Price's voice, oh yeah, you're like, okay, this is this is more than just uh, it's it's more than just the um on the album he did it here too yeah and, and it, I, that's awesome and I want to say it, it's because of Thriller because Billy Jean had already come out um mm-hmm. what was it Beat It was on there that album as well yes yep and those videos were already out before if I remember right those were already out before uh. Before Thriller came out, but yeah, it's because of Thriller that I went and bought the album Thriller. Oh yeah, and it was one of those whether you liked them or not. If you didn't own Thriller as a kid, oh, uh, uh, th- there was something wrong. I even had a jacket like the one he wore in Thriller, sort of. <laughs> it was a it was kind of a knockoff, but so is is this saying that you are now um, eligible to become Blade? <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> that was silly <laughs> it really is i i think that's one of those films you cannot reverse cast yeah i, I just don't think you can yeah i don't think so either so um trying to think we don't have anything else do we mm, nope nothing else that pretty much wraps it up yeah i guess so so well any final thoughts nope well i'll quiet on this end as well so until next time remember this weekend everyone have a safe labor labor day weekend yes yes. um enjoy it check out our store that's going to open this Labor Day weekend with a sale going on. This will be the, the grand opening sale. And I'll tell you right now, the next sale is only is going to happen around Black Friday. Uh-huh. So you can get some stuff right before Christmas. And Derek's seen some of the designs that we've done for Weeby Geeks. Baseball Indeed. jersey looks great. Mm-hmm. The hockey jersey looks great. Mm-hmm. The specialty jersey looks awesome. Sure does. Uh, our stuff for Wookie Radio. We've got two different hockey jerseys there. Both of them look cool. One with the full color logo, one with a monochrome looking logo. Um, the baseball jersey, both of them. Oh, yeah. And I'm having them go back and re-add the, the, at least part of the satchel to it. Oh, nice. To the end of the bandolero, or bandolier. But we got a hockey jersey, the the, the hockey jersey and the baseball jerseys that look like Chewbacca. <laughs> which is going to be something similar to what we've done with the Patreon jersey. So now it's making me rethink the Patreon jersey. Once I get the page, hmm. once I get Patreon. Up. What's the other more obvious way to go with that? I'll figure it out. Um, 
Either that or I'll just leave it completely different because the Patreon jersey is slightly different than what, what's going to be done here with the first style. At least the first run. Then we'll come up with something more later for Patreon. Mm. Um, but the baseball jersey, the, the normal baseball jersey for Rookie Radio, the chocolate brown with the tan with the brown pinstripes, looks cool. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, some cool stuff coming. Um, mm. If you've got nothing else, I got nothing else. We're just going to ask you. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.